Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Defense! Defense! All the hard work, let's go! College football today. Back on college football today, brought to you by BetDSI. The 12 o'clock games are just underway. Toledo with a second and 10 on their own 25 against Miami. We'll keep you updated on those along with the other 12 o'clock games throughout the hour. Fantasy Factor is the only DFS site with exclusively single-entry contests. It's a fun and recreational place to play with smaller leagues and flatter prize pools. They have great free promos like Survivor, Super Bowl Squares, and March Madness Bracket Contest. Sign up today and go to FantasyFactor.com. That's FantasyFactor.com. Talking about the 12 o'clock games, they're underway. We see Miami and Toledo. We're, we're turning our attention to some of the 3.30 games. I mean, we heard Jamie talk about Oklahoma State and uh, Boise State. Shocking that I'm shocked that a lot of people on Boise State, as much as they are, I mean, Oklahoma State 10-3 and three over the last three years, guys. I feel like it's 50-50. Yeah. I've heard a lot of Oklahoma State yeah. love, and, and now late. It looks like some people are going for Boise, Boise State. Boise are a trendy team in a gaming yeah. community. Yeah. This is a game that people have had circled all year long. I think the better. I think that, they're legitimate. I really yeah, we'll do. I, I mean, think if they're they a legitimate can win team. in Stillwater, yeah. I mean, it would be a big off, deal. I'll give it Look, to it was, it was dangling at two and a half earlier in the week. And Jamie brought up a three and a half, actually. <laughs> so I think the betters this morning who like to wait to the last second realize it's, it's like a stock. It's not getting any better. We're not getting better than the two right now. We let's better pull the now. trigger now. Yeah, and it swung. But guys. They went, look, I got a ticket here, plus two and a half to, to minus one, one and a half. That's a four-point swing. Massive. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, here's another team I feel like a lot of people in Vegas are starting to back into after last week's win over Georgia Tech at South Florida. Now they're on the road. Well, it's actually in Soldier Field against Illinois. They dominated Illinois last year. They covered that number in South Florida a lot of pressure on Lovey Smith. I know Blake Barnett's looked very well, but in Soldier Field, it's grass. I'm taking the 11 and a half here. I'm not sold on Illinois overall. I think they can run the football with Epstein, keep this game close. South Florida might win a three to seven point victory, but I'm taking the Illini here. That's a lot of points. I mean, for a Big Ten team in the Midwest, South Florida still has issues defensively. You know, a lot of turnover from last year. Blake Barnett's done a nice job, yeah, but he done... did it against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech has a horrible defense. Illinois, so-so as well. In Chicago, I would be inclined to take the points. Yeah, Gabe, I mean, would you take the Illinois? Over would you take the over in that game? Off and running, guys. You know the win total was three and a half. Got two wins right That's now. what they had last year, though. Well, yeah, be, they, be, need, before... you know, so they, they got this out of the way. They beat Western Kentucky or Ball State last year. I forget who they, they beat. Uh, I, I have to look. I know that they started 2-0, and and the thing about Illinois... I lean Illinois in this game, guys. Yeah. Getting the double-digit points with a Big Ten team Would you home. take them on the money line? I would take them. I mean... No, I'm not as bold as you. Yeah, but you're getting... <laughs> I mean, to plus 10.5, you got to be getting 280, anywhere from 280 to 320. I'd be inclined... I'm not saying everything, 
But if you're going to take them with the points, you might as well back them to win the game. At the end of the day, you win, I mean, it's a Big Ten versus... I agree with your overpick. It's 58-59. There's no deck to that offense. That's the only concern. Quarterback issues for... E.J. Bush. Uh, yeah. yeah. Healthy, and, and, I'm not and sure and if Lovey 100%. Smith in a big spot. I mean, you really... I think Lovey Smith's going to be back in the NFL before too long. I, I, I think he just, in some capacity, maybe as an assistant. I, I just think this college experiment is not working out it's just not working out at Illinois I don't know if anybody could turn Illinois he doesn't have the same enthusiasm like Herm Edwards is a rah-rah guy Lovey Smith is more of a calm I expect you to handle your it's not gonna work in Champaign in Champaign if you want to motivate Illinois kids if you want to motivate kids to not go to Penn State or not go to Ohio State and go to Illinois. It would have been a nice hire, a guy like Jeff Brom, actually, that went to Purdue. Sort of a younger, aggressive, offensive-minded coach. Because as you stated, tough to get players to, you know, tough to recruit there right now. You got to make it fun for them. Hey, we're running a spread offense. We're going to put points up on the board. You know, you're right. Lovey Smith doesn't feel like the right school for for him. Yeah, a little little too much much CEO at the college level. It's not going to get kids jacked up. Think about some of the pedigree of Illinois football. I mean, before John Makovic with Jason Verduzco and Jeff Jeff George. I think Jeff George Illinois was known as linebacker U. Guys like Dana Howard, Simeon Rice. Simeon Rice, yeah. I mean, that's the group that dominated under Lou Tepper back in the day, and they got away from the defensive side of the ball. That's why they brought Lovey Smith in defense, and that's what he had at Chicago. But again, when you cannot move the football and all you want to do is run the football and not stretch defenses vertically, you're going to struggle and in the also, Big Ten, and that's why they struggle. College football is all about recruiting. And quite frankly, how many kids are overly impressed at Lovey Smith coaching the NFL when he's sitting in the kitchen? <laughs> no, they're oh, not. Oh, you coach like, really? Yeah. yeah. And did you want you to, you know, it's, it's not a selling point. I know, like, they thought, all right, it brings credibility. Yes, he's a dignified guy. He's not going to embarrass your program. But there's no that wow factor. At least Herm Edwards, they know Herm. Hey, there's the guy from ESPN. They don't even know Herm as a coach. (laughs) There's the guy from ESPN. I know, and he's contagious. I mean, come on, man. Herm would, if Herm Edwards walked in the room right now and asked us all for our wallets, we'd give it to him. (laughs) Right? We'd be like, Herm, he sold me on it. Yeah, he's coming back, right? You play to win the game. Well, especially at a place like Illinois. I mean, high school kids, talented high school kids, all they want to know is can you get me to the league? Can you get me to the NFL? When was the last time there was a run on players from Illinois that went to the NFL? And kids know this. If you want to go to the NFL and you're playing in a Big Ten school, you're going to Michigan. You're going to Ohio State. State. Yeah. Or or you need that charm and charisma of a Scott Frost at Nebraska. That works as well. Well, that's what I'm saying. Somebody that brings an offensive pop. And, hey, in the old days, you could sell it. Every kid that grew up in Nebraska wanted to play there in the surrounding states. It doesn't matter now. You have every kid in Nebraska on your team. Good for you. You're going to get tattooed. You need to recruit from out of state. And that's what Scott Frost was able to do. By playing a an offensive mind of football. And this is what they, they bring people in. Kids want to have fun and put points on the board. And, and let's talk about, you talk about Scott Frost, quarterbacks. I mean, the last big quarterback for Illinois was Jeff George. You had Kirk Hittner and, and Ty Douther. J- Johnson was there when they upset Michigan in 93. The last big name to come out of Illinois, Rashad Mendenhall. Running back that was played for Pittsburgh. I mean, that's been a wow. long time since Illinois since had like and that, Ron Turner. Have they had anybody drafted in the like first couple rounds? Have, of the NFL? I mean, no. not not first couple of rounds. They've been in the league, but they haven't been elite. Big no, I, I, I would say first or second round. No. I cannot recall an Illinois player. Well, same with Northwestern. I don't think Northwestern have had a player selected in the first four rounds of the NFL draft in in Fitzgerald's era. 
But there's only so much room. Actually, you know what it is, too? I think Northern Illinois have sort of out-Illinois Illinois, in which Northern Illinois have actually recruited better and become more of a Big Ten sort of caliber football team. And then meanwhile, you've got Northwestern, which is difficult to recruit because of the academic standards that are there. It's not a flashy place. It's a lunch pail place. Chicago is a lunch pail city. The Windy City, the Bears, the Monsters of the Midway. Kids today don't want to be lunch pail. Yeah. They want blink. Yeah. They want turnover chains. New uniforms, turnover chains. That's right. Let's just be real. Yeah. I'm being real. Quick update. Georgia up 7-0 on Middle Tennessee State. They were at 30, 30, I I believe it was like 34 points over Brent Stocks. Georgia's got an interesting game. We we haven't talked about Missouri-Purdue yet, but uh, Georgia-Missouri next weekend is going to be a a fascinating game. Let me throw one out to you guys. Texas A&M, ULM. You know, we're, I would we, take you well enough. Here's another thing, too. We talk about look-aheads. We talk about rivalries. How about the, the dreaded sandwich yeah. game? Has there ever been a bigger sandwich game than what uh, Texas A&M has this weekend? Last week, the emotional two-point loss to Clemson. Next week, Jimbo versus Nick Saban in Alabama. This week, they have to get up for the Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe with Caleb Evans, nice quarterback, getting 27, I think. ULM is a sneaky good pick. Yeah, I mean, I would take the points here. I mean, let's not forget. I mean, Texas A&M lost to Alabama last year by eight and covered that number. So they're going to be into that battle. They feel they can go toe-to-toe with Alabama in that ball game. I mean, from a speed perspective, Texas A&M has it with Travion Williams and the way Mon played last week against that Clemson defense. He threw for over 400. I could see Texas A&M covering, but you mentioned the sandwich. I would take the points. Not one of my right. best picks, but I would take the points. Uh, Gabe, how, how would I'm, you I'm with you. Uh, not a oh. best bet, but it's too many at 27. That's four full touchdowns. Kid misses an extra point. We cover the number. Warhawks have some veterans back on the team. They're not a, not a young team. Right. I think they can put enough points on the board to hang around but in this game. Here's one that I'll throw out, and the line's moving up, and I'm shocked at it because Tulane and, and Coach Fritz have done a fantastic job, and Jonathan Banks, the way he played against Wake Forest, they're on the road against UAB. That line opened up around one and a half. Yeah. I like UAB. With so NLB, do I. But yeah. now the line is up to three and a half. Where? And a lot of money coming in on Tulane. Wow. I mean, defensively, wow. here's the thing, too. If you're UAB, you want to stretch Tulane vertically, jump up on them the way Hartman and Wake Forest did. But it is a contrast. Even though Tulane has a better passing offense, they still want to pound the rock. So yeah. which team could dictate tempo? I still think uh, uh, Coach Clark is the better head coach in this match. Close. I like both I, I of those head coaches. Play yeah. though, Ederly over over. Jonathan Banks, Banks is a nice He's quarterback. A guy Surprisingly too. good quarterback. Both teams want to run the ball. I think in Birmingham, UAB's been a little bit Wait up and down head. so far this season. UAB at home, I like them to be Tulane. Seven nothing, Miami over uh, Toledo. They just pounded it in, and Oklahoma has a second and three on their own thirty-five. 11, no score. No 11-33 score. left to play. Penn State up 7-0 on Kent in that ballgame as well. So keep everyone updated. Do we have any questions, any any live stuff happening, Gabe, that you want to yeah, throw we'll out to us? back in. I'm just uh, – Here's one, too. I'm just starting to get frustrated because I'm not seeing points in, in, <laughs> in Florida State and Syracuse. Uh, Oklahoma and Iowa State just underway. Nothing going on there. Yeah, we have a question uh, asking, what, what do we think is the, uh, the biggest upset today? Somebody's looking for a big upset, money line underdog that's going to win outright. We talked about San Diego State. I mean, that's you know, when you're plus getting five points, plus 170, plus 190. I mean, I that's took not Colorado, a monster upset. I took Colorado State uh, on the money line, plus 800 over Florida. That's I mean, ballsy. I, 
I mean, here's the thing. I think they're going to cover. They got a hot quarterback in Carter Samuels. You have a coach in Mike Bobo that coached within the SEC and has faced Florida defenses time and time again. Again, where's the emotional mindset of Florida? It's a a catch-22 because they can come out hot, they can come out focused, or they can come out flat after last week's loss. I'll roll the dice. I think the best upset for me is Colorado State plus Plus the 20 and a half, and more importantly, plus 800 on the money line. Rich? What about TCU? I mean, you like TCU I like them possibly, too. too. Four, that would be a pretty big upset. Plus 450. Plus yeah, you know what, you know what I'm going to throw out? I, it's not that big of an upset. I think Utah, they are an underdog. Five and a half, six yeah, point so underdog. I, I, I think Utah over Washington, which would be an epic fail for the Pac-12, because if Washington suffers a second loss, you, you might as well possibly forget about the Pac-12 getting into the college football playoff. How about this one, too? I, I really think Vanderbilt is in that game with Notre Dame throughout. You're going to get I, a lot of wood with that. You're going to get a lot of value. I mean, you're going to get plus 360. I, I think Vanderbilt plus could, 425 could hang. Plus Van, Vandy money line. Plus about, 425. How about, how about I, I think it's a four-quarter game. How about LSU? We all like LSU, LSU with the LSU. points. Yeah, that, that's not a bad I pick think for LSU is a close one. I, like, I yeah. took them plus three. I took them in a parlay, plus 300. Yeah. I think it'll be low scoring. If they jump up early, LSU will be in this game from start to finish. I don't want that's, don't a good, that's a good thought. They don't, they don't fear all. I don't want to force, force a bigger favorite than I have to. I'm going to stick with the San Diego State Aztecs. I like them. Even with the injury with situations, you. I think the Aztecs win this game outright. Yeah, I'm with you. I have them. That would right. be a very San Diego State kind of thing to do, wouldn't it be? <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be such an Aztec move to, to knock and off her. And go to the beach after. And end. Herm's hope for an undefeated season. Well, here's one, too. I mean, I'm, we're going to talk about it, but I like the over in North Texas in Arkansas. Uh, I, that over 69, Arkansas's defense giving up around 300 passing yards per game. Mason Fine and that offense come in. Carter Samuels lit them up. Uh, Arkansas transitioning. I think there's going to be a lot of points. There. You know what's been a big over. surprise so far this year for me, which has me intrigued by North Texas? The mean green defense through the first couple of games, playing pretty well. Now, we think about North Texas, and first thing that comes to mind, obviously, is Seth Luttrell, it's Mason Fine, it's the ability to move up and down the field really quickly. But the defense through two games playing pretty well, I wonder if they'll cause some problems for Arkansas and a very good offensive line. If they can come up with a couple of stops, they're a dangerous football team. Yes, they're like an arena. If you guys watch an arena, arena football, guys, if you get one or two stops, you win the game. It's almost like this with North Texas. If they can start to get three or four stops a game, their offense is so good, they're going to win football games. I lost a big over on that first game of the year against SMU. One of the hottest teams in uh, football and a team we have to talk about as a, a legitimate playoff contender now, Hawaii. Well, you're <laughs> getting as far as playoffs, you but 7 nothing Hawaii. Wow. You should be upset here. You should be ready to explode. Oh, don't Iowa, someone fumble on the goal line? Oklahoma on the 9 against Iowa State, and Syracuse moving the football against Florida State. It's early, but we'll see how those games play out. Oh, it could explode in a good way. Yeah, in a good All way. Right. I thought you meant I was going to Head was going to, his head was going to explode. Yeah, no, you're going to tell me you're going to explode. Oklahoma no. just fumbled no. on the goal line. No, no, no. How about this game? I miss State laying a lot here. They're, it's 7.30 tonight. They're laying 33 and a half. I'm not, I, I love what Moorhead's done in, you know, with that victory over K-State. I wouldn't lay the 33 and a half, but you have a feeling on that game? Yeah, I mean, after a big game on the road against Kansas State, I'm, I'm never a fan of dropping 33 and a half points. Big picture, though, folks. Mississippi State is for real. I, I really Might believe. Have an upgrade too with Coach Moorhead. I mean, yeah, offensively, you know, Nick Fitzgerald's got the one game under his belt. 
now you have Kylan Hill. Who was talking Kylan Hill in the offseason? Kid rushes for 200 yards against Kansas State. Now you have some balance on offense, the, the ability to really pound it between the tackles. Great SEC defense. I'm intrigued by Mississippi State for the rest we of the season. We got asked about Central Michigan and Northern Illinois. That's one of my best bets. Seems of the, like Northern Illinois should lay the wood. I totally I was, agree. Yeah. I was on Northern Illinois. Last, yeah. they, they, from the show perspective, they were getting 10 and a half. They wound up covering that game. He threw a pick six. Northern did uh, with about a minute and a half left to seal the deal. They stood toe-to-toe with Utah in that ballgame. I mean, and they, actually they played Zach until Moss. it got away from them. They played pretty they well did. early on against Iowa. So now they after did. those two big Power 5 right. opponents, now you go up against Central Michigan, which has beaten Northern Illinois the last four, so there's a revenge factor. Laying two touchdowns, Northern Illinois is one of my best bets. When we come back, we'll be breaking down the other 3.30, 8 o'clock games. Keep it where it is. Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci live from Studio 34. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back on College Football Today, brought to you by BetDSI. Great matchup taking place, Rich, between Missouri and Purdue. This is a game that Purdue dominated last year, 35-3. David Blau had a great day, completed 72% of his passes, over 300 passing yards. I mean, you look at the offense for Missouri, never got it going last year under Josh Heupel in that matchup. Now they have possibly one of the most prolific Quarterbacks entering week number three in Drew Locke. Do you see what happens for this week three matchup between <laughs> Missouri and Purdue? Well, I, I listen, I'm not going to get too cute about this one. I, I, I mean, I, I know you, you kind of want to go the opposite way and say, well, this is the week that Purdue turns it up. Maybe Missouri's looking ahead to Georgia. I don't see it that way. <laughs> Purdue has been unimpressive. I know they could be 2-0. and Those were two close losses to Northwestern. But Eastern Michigan last week, they just couldn't get things going. The quarterbacks have been average. They've been running the ball. I like this Missouri football team, and not just for Drew Locke and Emmanuel Hall on offense, but the defense. Barry Odom in the offseason said, don't sleep on our defense. This is a good defensive unit. And they've looked that way so far. So I think they go on the road, get revenge, and cover this number. One yeah. of my best bets. I, I think Missouri wins going away. Seven and a, it opened at seven and a half. It's under a touchdown. You mentioned that defense. Last year, they allowed around 232 rushing yards per game a, a couple of years ago. And that was the one MO under Barry Odom. They got it down last year over the last seven games of the season, right in the area of 108 yards per game entering this matchup game. They're only allowing 91 rushing yards to opposing offenses. I mean, that's the matchup. Can Purdue in these... Uh, Quarterbacks Sindelar and Blau, they're only completing around 60% of their passes. 
Can they move the football against this Missouri defense? Well, first things first, I want to apologize for stepping into your camera shot there. I'm so used to doing the radio. I didn't know we were still on. You know, a quick, quick commercial break. I would have kneeled. I would have done a Kaepernick. I would have kneeled uh, under the camera uh, there. So I just want a quick update uh, here. It's field goal fest. What are you watching NFL football? Suddenly, that's why I'm talking about college football. You're not happy. You were happier when they were in the red zone. No, field goal Syracuse, field goal Oklahoma. And Kent moving the football on Penn State, wouldn't that be a shocker? 35 No, this is not a bad – it's too late for picks, but this is not a bad Kent State football team. By by, by the Kent State measuring stick, it's a slightly improved program. I think they could actually cover the number, but irrelevant now that the game has started. Just quick note, Zeb Nolan is getting the start. Okay, so no Kyle Kemp. Moving the football, they're at the 49 of Oklahoma in that battle. Wow, 9-0 Kansas over Rutgers. Wow. Early. As a, as a, as Extra point as, pending. Were they, underdog, Rock chalk. were they underdogs when that game uh, took off? Uh, Kansas was laying, I think, well, two were, and a half. It ended curious. up closing in a pick. There was it, the was late pick. steam. Oh, it ended up closing in a pick em. In oh. that match, Which is pretty interesting when you think about it. We'll turn our attention. I know we're going to get into a, a heated discussion on which coach is, is, is more underrated. Is it Major Applewhite? Is it Cliff Kingsbury? I'm all over Cliff Kingsbury. Did you say under or over no, rated? <laughs> everybody hypes Texas Tech over the last few years. They beat up on less competition. I, I, don't, I don't think anybody's hyping Texas Tech. Uh, in the Big 12 country. They, I mean, he still has his job. It's I amazing. think the ladies hype up Cliff Kingsbury like because Gosling. he looks like Ryan Gosling. Now, but if you wore my no, jacket. Nobody's hyping up Texas Tech. I think Gosling might know more about defense uh, than <laughs> Kingsbury does. <laughs> well, they got Defending this, all the groupies. <laughs> they, got, they got this victory last year. They were able to force yeah. turnovers and score off those turnovers. Now they're a home dog, a very hot team in Houston that dominated Khalil Tate in Arizona last week. I mean, they put up a 38 spot on that uh, defense early on. I mean, here's the matchup. I mean, Ed Oliver going up against that front, uh, that offensive line of uh, Texas Tech. Can they hold back Houston's front seven? I don't think they can. I like a hot team here with Dariq King at quarterback. I'm calling for the 10-point Houston Cougar road win here, guys. You know, with all the kidding aside and the shots that we take at Kingsbury, he picks good games to win. <laughs> he does. You know, he beats Houston. He beats Texas. He beats teams where it's one of these deals. You know, it's like... Um, you know, Booster wins. Yeah, if you're in a relationship... Things aren't going well. It's like, yeah, I don't know, man. I think maybe, you know, it'd be best if 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 uh, we didn't see each other. Then you had a great weekend together. And you're like, ah, you know, I'm not going to bring that up. I think I think, I think, think we can work things out. And I think that's almost the instance with Texas Tech. I think that the, the boosters and the administrators think, you know, we might have to make a change soon. But man, he just beat Texas. And let's be real. Texas Tech, let's give credit where credit's due. Texas Tech's defense has improved. They improved last year. They've improved so far uh, this year as well, although uh, yeah, a little bit of improvement. They get blasted by Mississippi. I like Houston a lot in this spot. We're talking uh, about a, a double revenge spot as well. Texas Tech have beaten them the last two times they played. I like what I see from the Houston Cougars offensively, and we know defensively the Cougars can ball. They're dropping 45 points a game up on the board. It was a steal last week. The number was too short. We jumped on Houston the last second against Arizona. To me, I'm missing something here. I'm all over Houston. I already played it. I'm holding a ticket in my hand. Well, here's the thing, too. I mean, last year's total was through the roof, and they played an under. Now you have a Houston defense that's given up 330 passing yards per game. That's the the strength of Texas Tech. So 
Does the over come into play? Last three times they played, it's gone under the number. Albeit they played last year, but they didn't play 2009, 2010. So, right. But nevertheless, 3 and 0 to the under. Last year was a, a high number. I think it was in the area of about 71, 68. For 60, well, 68. 68 for today, but last no, year. No, no, last year, 68. Last year, 68. Yes. I think it might have. Joe, I think you touched on the key, which is Derek King. I mean, yeah. you know, last year there was some question marks as to the quarterback. It was kind of a fluid situation for Major Appleway. Not this year. I mean, King looked fantastic last year. He could make plays outside the pocket, threw a bunch of touchdown passes. Now you have some pop, you have some playmakers out of Houston. Plus, you got Ed Oliver on the other side of the ball, Isaiah Chambers. He's not getting the double teams that Oliver's getting, so he's able to roam free. I'm just not sold on Texas Tech. I mean, they don't have a healthy McLean Carter, uh, who was supposed to be the starting quarterback, has not been healthy. So they've gone with Alan Bowman, a true freshman quarterback. So I'm all in on Houston. I know Arizona's down. But Houston really impressed me last year. And here's week. the thing. You bring up King. He's more of a, a, a major Applewhite, Tom Herman type of quarterback. Greg Ward Jr. And then they went to yes. Postma. They also had Allen from Texas A&M. Not the same type of quarterback. King is more of a mobile guy. Could put some pressure. Like on. a Greg Ward. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the one thing I think you see about the transition. I mean, he's thrown for seven touchdowns. No interceptions. As long as he's clean with the football guys. I think they could be in. Uh, I think they dictate the tempo, jump up early. I don't think Texas Tech can match them score for score, but I got to get this in. Upset special, possibly. Kent State adds a touchdown. Wow. Seven apiece in Beaver Stadium, which is very intriguing when you think about it because Kent State, I said it before the year, was 14 and 0 over the last two years under James Franklin at home. Entering 2018, they won those 14 games by 24.8 points per game. They struggled against App State, one by seven. Now, laying 35 at home to Kent State, they're midway through the first at seven apiece in this ballgame. If, if Penn State struggles or is in a position to lose, this could be devastating for the Big Ten. A little early for that. I, I don't anticipate that to be the case, but this could be the kind of year where Penn State plays to the level of the competition. So they're still working in a lot of new starters, both offensively and defensively. After I think. publishing an in-state rival yes. last week, this yeah. is by the second the, half they'll yeah. take off and run away. I think it comes down to whether or not they cover that. What was it like five touchdowns? It's like a morning jog, Joe. They're going for a jog. <laughs> they're going to start picking up the pace. You know, they're going to pick up the pace. Work out the kinks. Nevada, yeah. Oregon State. Uh, we're being asked about Nevada. I would take Oregon State. I so would it. I. I yeah. got asked about this. Here's They've the got some skill position players. I was and impressed, I like and you talked about it in week Luton. one against Ohio State. Luton can move the football. Here's the thing, too. Nevada, from a physicality perspective, offensive, defensive lines, if you're uh, Oregon State, you're saying, I can play toe-to-toe with this team. I can move them on both sides of the ball. And more importantly, you look at Oregon State last year, they brought it against Stanford. When they're focused, they put up 34 on Ohio State. I don't see any reason why they can't. Well, folks, remember the name Jamar Jefferson because, you know, Oregon State has learned early in this season that they have their bell cow in the running game. True freshman running back from the state of California rushed for more than 200 yards last week. I know it was a weaker opponent, but Nevada is not a good defensive team, allowed more than 475 yards per game last year. So Jamar Jefferson, I think, runs well again. Jake Luton uh, at the quarterback position. I think Oregon State makes it two wins in a row. I, I agree. I think they. I think they win this ball game. I mean, I, I'm not sold on Nevada from a physical perspective in this ball game. You like that matchup or no? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Beavers as well. I like the skill position players. I think Nevada is going in the right direction. Polian really ran the program into the ground. It's going to take a couple of years to turn it around. Uh, we're getting a lot of questions about Fresno. It's going to be a fun late night football yeah. game, isn't it? Fresno gets an opportunity. 
to get a um, a feather in the cap, sort of like San Diego, racking up a Pac-12 win every year. I don't know if Fresno can do this. I was, I've was i been disappointed with UCLA I'm out of the gate uh, here. Um, you I, can't, I can't back them, though. I can't back them with anything. I mean, you're asking UCLA to win this ball game. I mean, you look at Fresno. They lost that ball game by seven points to a physical Minnesota team. It's tough going to the Midwest. Yeah, that was a tough spot like for him last year. I think they have the better quarterback. I think they have the better offense and defense lines. And I think Tedford's coached better at this point in his career, you know, second coming than UCLA and yeah. Kelly right now. He's, he's it's tough a game. I, I, a lot will hinge on Dorian Thompson-Robertson. I, I'm excited that we're beginning to see sort of early signs, whiffs of what 2019 will look like. This is going to be a bad UCLA team, but Chip realizes, albeit because of an injury to Wilton Spade, he's going to go to the young quarterback. Showed some signs of life last week against Oklahoma. I was surprised they did cover that that 30-point spread. I think they lost by 28. Uh, I'll take UCLA in this game. Fresno State disappointed me last week. I thought they would have played much better against Minnesota. Lost to an average Big Ten team. I, I think UCLA notches its... First win of the Chip Kelly year. I think uh, if I had to play this game, I'm going to go with the over. I think the number's just a little bit uh, low at the 50 and a half uh, here right now. And as they say on the street, the old gun-to-head play, I'd have to go with the UCLA Bruins here. They, you know, They're going to have to win a football game eventually. To me, it's just a tough spot for Fresno State to go to Minnesota, now to come back, and now go to Los Angeles to take on, take on the Bruins. The quarterback situation is is not a good one. I expected more. The win total was five and a half when they came into the year for UCLA. They're not getting there. I mean, this this football team's not winning six games. Let's talk about the game that we're. I brought up. I love the over Arkansas and North yeah. North Texas. I mean, Arkansas jumped up twenty seven to nine to Colorado State. Lost the ball game thirty four to twenty seven. I mean, it's a, it is a transition with Chad Morris and their new offense. They now face a very high-octane offense, but I think it is the, the physicality, both sides of the ball. I think it's high scoring. I think Arkansas dictates the tempo. I think they cover the number, and more importantly, they, the over comes in. That's my best play in this game. This is an opportunity for the country to learn a little bit about Seth Luttrell in North Texas. Seth, Seth Luttrell is a former fullback from Oklahoma, longtime assistant, now the head coach at North Texas. and We touched on it briefly in the last hour. North Texas is defined by their passing game. Mason Fine, 5'11", 180 pounds, doesn't look the park, but he is very accurate, very prolific passer. They have the offense, but playing better defense this year too. And and for Seth Luttrell and that North Texas staff, this is about an audition for athletic directors around the country. You go out and you beat an SEC team, Seth is out of here. I, I think he's at a major program in 2019. Well, Gabe, you like they're the five and zero. Oh. They're five and zero. Oh, uh, the Mean Green ATS. Their last five uh, tilts against SEC teams, but spread's pretty low here, Joe. Yeah, seven. I'm, I'm looking. If I'm if I'm taking a Sun Belt team, I got to be getting double digits on the road well, against an I'm SEC saying. team. That's why I would take Arkansas here. I like. I mean, here's the thing as well. I, I just think they're gonna. Whaley's gonna have a big game. You're talking about a team in North Texas that's averaging 457 passing yards per game. Carter Samuels lit them up. I mean, that's going to be the recipe. Can they do it? We'll see. But I think if you're Chad Morris, rely on the running game, and I think that's it's a, the, the storyline in this game is big Jordan. game for North Texas. Yeah, I know huge. a lot of fans don't yeah. pay a lot of attention to the Mean Green, but this is a program that played very well last year, has a chance big, for a big statement victory. game against SMU. Yeah, they doubled them up. I think yeah. it was 46-23 in that game. It's it's intriguing. I, I think the you overs know, are play over hasn't moved. Sixty eight, sixty nine. The number feels low, but it's it's low for a reason. 
Because they want to, they want you to think. That's the, and that's the one thing too. Well, they're Sometimes, trying to reel you in. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, old, yeah. That's fishing, they want yeah. you to think. Why is it so low? Why yeah. is it only seven? Why? But again, it's not one of my strong. Could be an overreaction to the they, collapse last week against they, Colorado and, and State. Last week they they opened up. Arkansas did as an eleven and a half point road dog. They they bought that up to fourteen. Uh, I'd, go I'd go over. I'd I go over. I'd go over. I'm taking it. I, I like Off topic, much. Gabe. Now that Justin Bieber has announced uh, he is going to become an American citizen, when will you be next? Well, I was going to say, I thought you were going to ask now when, when I become engaged. or I, Hopefully I can cash in on all the women that, uh, that want to be with no, Bieber. When will you become an American citizen? I don't know if uh, they, they want that. <laughs> <laughs> We will accept you with open yeah, arms. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Uncle Rich. George, George, I don't know. I don't know about if Jeff Sessions will. That that's another story. Georgia up fourteen nothing on Middle Tennessee. Georgia. Yeah, Middle Tennessee having a rough start to Florida the season. Florida State just got a turnover, I believe. It was first and ten on the Florida State twenty-seven for Syracuse, and now they have the football first and ten, three forty left in that matchup. Oklahoma three-point lead over Iowa State. And Penn State. I'll, I'll say one thing about Florida State. If Florida State goes down in the Carrier Dome, if they go down, you know, they're down three nothing. If it's like ten nothing, I wonder if there's any heart in that team. Uh, I wonder if they could rally back in the second half, or if, or if I agree. With has, you. has Willie lost these kids just three games into the? I season. think there's a lack of character, leadership. There was discipline. last year. Remember what happened last year? They collapsed as soon as Francois got hurt. Let's, yeah. let's there there just has it. been. Let's keep an eye on this. It's early. Clemson struggled last week. Held on twenty eight twenty six. They face a Georgia Southern team that's on the road. They're 33-point favorites. No score with two minutes left in the first quarter. We've seen Clemson stumble at least once a year. We talked about the Syracuse game a couple of years ago. Uh, Nate Peterman. Troy, they had trouble. Uh, NC State, they they almost lost to. Only because NC State missed the field goal. That's right. Yeah, you know, Clemson... You can catch Clemson sleepwalking uh, every now and then. Uh, we're getting asked about uh, Virginia and Ohio. Love Virginia. Now, that game, we have to know that game was supposed to be played in Charlottesville. It's now being played at Vandy. Line opened up around six or seven. They got it down to about three and a half. It's back up to about five and a half, six. Here's the thing that I look at. Ohio benched their starting quarterback last week, Nathan Rourke. He only played a quarter. They gave way to Maxwell. But Ohio struggled with Howard. They allowed 484 passing yards to that offense. You're number two at Bronco Mendenhall. I love Bryce Perkins at the quarterback position. I think Virginia dominates this ball game. I think they're the superior team. I'm picking double Joey double digits. Virginia rolls. Is it a double digit victory? Yeah, I wouldn't. We expect need we need like less. some kind of a we need some kind of like branding. Double yeah, digits. Yeah, the, the word of the word of the day. <laughs> Joey double digits. Like, I don't know. I don't, I've never heard him pick a game. It's going to be a one point game. It's going to yeah. be a field goal. It's going to be close. Why would you even? I can't even. I because don't even because want here, to say here's it. a here's a news flash, Joe. Some games are close. Not in the NFL, more in the NFL than college. You look across, every game is about 10 points or more. It's very oh, I like what Bronco's doing. I'm always leery of Frank Solich, though. He's such a good coach at Ohio. Though elect, That, that defense is always back. scrappy. They always seem to have a running back who can rush for 100 yards. I'm I, leaning with the points here, guys. I'm leaning with the points. And you're taking the five? I don't like betting unders, but doesn't this game feel like an under 54? Every Virginia game feels like an under because, by God, they. When was the last time they had a good offense? Yeah, I'm going under here. Let's go. Let's I think go. Matt under. Schaub was the last time they had a good quarterback. <laughs> I'm going under. Kurt Banker was good. I liked him. When we come back, we'll be giving our best bets for the day. Keep it where it is. Joe Lisi, Ritz Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci live from Studio 34.
Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Today brought to you by Bet DSI, Joe Lisi, Ritz Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci for the next 20 minutes. Going to go through our best bets for this coming weekend. We already spoke about it. Florida State's underway. They trail three to nothing, but I like Florida State here. Four o'clock game. I'm taking the 20 and a half with Colorado State. Think they could be in a position to strike the upset as well. Also like them on the money line. Plus 800. I'm laying the six points with Virginia. It's a neutral field site in Nashville at Vanderbilt over Ohio. I'm taking the nine and a half, taking the 10 with LSU. Think they get a 24 to 20 win over Auburn. Iowa State also underway. USC to me, guys, I think they bounce back in a big way. I like USC. I also lean to the over in that matchup, and I'm taking San Diego State and Rocky Long plus the five and a half. I'm also taking them. Plus 195 on the money line. Think they strike the upset over Herm Edwards and Arizona State later today. Okay, I've got eight games. Feeling generous today. Two of them already have started. Miami laying 10 against Toledo. Uh, I've got Tennessee. I, I think Tennessee's got a rare opportunity to shove somebody around. I think they beat up on UTEP, and I don't think they take the foot off the gas the rest of the way. So Tennessee laying 30, I like at 12 o'clock. Uh, later games, uh, Alabama to roll over Ole Miss. Both teams are going to score. I, I think you'll go over in this game, but I like Alabama to cover that 20, I think is what uh, we saw that when we put it in. Uh, Arizona State, I disagree with Joe. San Diego State is not the same team it's been over the past couple of years. Arizona State has San Diego State's former defensive coordinator. They run the same 3-3-5. He knows the personnel Herm has got these kids motivated. I think they get to 3-0 and heading into Washington next week. Wisconsin, big over BYU, laying three touchdowns. Missouri-Purdue, I look, Purdue has not looked good. Missouri has looked great. I don't care that it's in West Lafayette. I'll lay that touchdown and take the Tigers. Uh, Vanderbilt, I think, is going to be in the game with Notre Dame throughout. I love the fact that they're getting 14, possibly more than 14, 14, 14 and a half. Their defense, that is an old-school SEC defense. you got a veteran quarterback in Kyle Shermer who will not be spooked by going to, into South Bend. So I like Vandy over Notre Dame. And finally, my max special. Last week, I gave you Eastern Michigan. This week, the max special is Northern Illinois laying two touchdowns against Central Michigan. Chippewas lost to Kansas last week. Northern Illinois is angry. They, they kind of took it on the chin against Iowa and then Utah last week. They were with the Utes throughout. I think they cover these uh, two touchdowns against Central Michigan. Gabe? I'm just going to take Rich's uh, picks, considering how bad <laughs> my picks uh, were last week. He sold me on Northern Illinois. I do like Northern Illinois a lot, but uh, let's uh, jump in. I had a lot of early overs, and I'm looking for points uh, right now. It's been a field goal fest uh, so far. Uh, we've gotten touchdowns. The Hawaiian Army, we're off and running up to 21 points right now. we got the over in the FSU in the Syracuse game. Oklahoma up 10-0 on the Cyclones right now. So let's get down to business with the game still on the board. LSU Tigers, 
to me, Auburn just don't have the discrepancy in talent that LSU do. The big difference to me has just been the quarterback position, and I think the kids are just that much more confident right now in Joe Burrow and what he brings to the table. You know, is he going to win the Heisman Trophy? No, uh, but he's a competent quarterback uh, that can take a hit and uh, can um, can extend a drive uh, with his feet. This is a much tougher test uh, going into the planes here to get it done. But ten and a half points in a series that generally plays very close games. Give me the uh, give me the double digit points with the LSU Tigers. I'm getting greedy with Greedy Williams and company. Boise State, I've had this game circled all year long. I've gone on record as saying I don't think Boise State are going to lose a football game this year, uh, at least in a regular season. I think they will be playing in a big-time bowl game. And Oklahoma State have always been an overrated program. Oklahoma State lost to Central Michigan in this spot uh, before. Uh, Gundy has an underachieving football team. Boise State has been building up for this. This is Harson's best team that he's had. They've got great skill position players. They've got an experienced quarterback, and they've got a great defense. I think they'll be able to handle uh, the, the Cowboys in this spot. Houston Cougars. To me, I just don't understand the number in this game. Yet, Texas Tech have beaten them two consecutive years in a row, so I like them even more. Double revenge spot for Ed Oliver and uh, company. I, I'm not Apple White's biggest fan, and we talked about Kingsbury earlier, but I just think that Houston are a much better football team. I, I don't really, I'm not intimidated by uh, by the road angle of this. Texas and USC, I think we've shortchanged this game a little bit just because of the, the sexiness of the programs, but they both underachieved coming into this game. I think Tom Herman finally gets his signature win. It's up to three and a half. You might have to buy the half point, get it down to three. I just think that uh, Daniels is a little... Uh, He's been thrown in the fire a little bit too quickly. If USC would have had an easier schedule to start the year, I think it would have be, behooved them more. But playing playing at Stanford now going to Texas, pretty tough spot. And finally in closing, yes, I'm aware of the injuries on the San Diego State Aztecs. I don't care. Give me the Aztecs uh, to cover the number. I think they're going to win the game outright. These were all my picks that I played earlier when I was at the uh, at the book couple of bonus picks. I'm going to jump on Rich's Northern Illinois. I'll lay the points. And uh, I'll tell you what, Joe, I got to bet the over in this Alabama Ole Miss game uh, tonight. Yeah, that's uh, that's an intriguing one. I was looking at some of the totals for, for uh, late, 1030. Out of all the late games, guys, I mean, USC, Texas, Ohio State, TCU, you got Washington, Utah, Fresno State, and UCLA, and then Arizona State, San Diego State. Which over would you take? Because the two that jump out to me – is Washington, Utah, and USC, Texas. Out of all of those five games, the one total that's a little shocking to me is the Ohio State line, 58.5 for a total. If you expect Ohio State to dominate, I think they, I mean, if you expect an Ohio State to dominate, you could see 40 there, right? I mean, I'm not so sure TCU scores. You need two to dance to get to an over. How about late? How about second half scoring? Maybe uh, Ohio State steps off yeah, a little it starts bit. Off slow. Could be. I just don't. What do you guys think? I mean, Robinson could run the football, the quarterback at Texas Christian. They, you know, the passing attack is a little bit. Um, they're playing uphill if they're going to have to throw the football. You could get a little something out of Cavante Turpin. He's one of those players that uh, special teams, uh, yeah. jet sweep. You do a little inside handoff. That's He's the kind of player that last could, week actually. Yeah, he he could just pop one off. I, I I could see going over in the Ohio State TCU game because I don't think anybody's stopping the Ohio State offense and and TCU in comeback mode. You know, th- this looks to me like a 
I don't know, 42 to 24 type game? Well, here's the thing, too, guys. Let's not forget, we know Urban Meyer's on the sidelines in terms of practice. He's been back this week, and he's coaching the team. Intangible-wise, we know Gary Patterson's a big game head coach. Any factor here? I think it could play slightly, especially on the defensive side of the ball in terms of blitz packages. I don't think the game is close enough, Joe, for it to matter. I'd be I'd because in this, a preparation, I'd be shocked if I'd be shocked if Ohio State rolls the way you guys. I I, I really would. Well, give, just, give me a final score. You have you have. I uh, think it'll be an under now, just because. I, I, again, if you're TCU, you have Ohio State winning. I have Ohio State. Yeah, I could see thirty to twenty. Okay, I, you know, I could see thirty to twenty-three. Thirty-four, right. seventeen, off see, the top I of my could, head. I was right. in that I range. See, 30, you would be in the under camp as well. I would not be shocked if TCU can dictate the tempo and run the football and keep Haskins on the sidelines. They're going to have to get into a lower scoring game, and I think that's the mo. Which now, if they can do that, it wouldn't shock. That me. That would surprise me. I, I just it too many athletes. Me. I, I mean, again, I. The game is won at the line of scrimmage, and, and you know we all talk about Clemson's defensive line. Ohio State has a an elite defensive line. You know Nick Bosa, Draymond Jones, they they go too deep as well. TCU's offensive line this year is is average, and I think they struggle at the point of attack. If they can knock it off their blocks, it's gonna be a hard time to establish. Rieger's an intriguing run. kid too. I mean, he could be utilizing the punt game. I mean, they utilize yeah. him on fly sweeps. He's only about five eleven, six foot. He he's the son. A former defensive end for Texas A&M, Monty Rieger. Really? Yes. So, well, listen, if you're saying that Gary Patterson's a great coach and TCU has the ability to hang with Ohio State for a while, I wouldn't argue with you. I mean, TCU is a very well-coached program. I think this comes down to athletes. And Dwayne Haskins, you, know, you look at the way he's playing. Maybe he wasn't ready last year, but as bad as year. JT Barrett was at times last year, it's almost surprising that Urban Meyer didn't turn his offense over to Dwayne Haskins at some it's point. It's an upgraded quarterback. Big time. It's an upgraded quarterback. And as a Michigan fan, I never, I don't cheer for kids to get hurt. I don't cheer for pros to get hurt. I'm not, oh, good, the quarterback's out. But I'm a Michigan fan. It was Michigan, Ohio State. I wasn't, I didn't want Barrett to be hurt. You didn't shed a tear but when yeah, he As far down. as like in the game was concerned, I was like, well, I hope he's all right, but all yeah. right. <laughs> and then it took me about five plays, Rich. I was like, oh, God. I was like, oh, no, this guy's like way better. I get right away, like the eyeball test, running around sharp. I was like, oh, no, now I got to deal with this guy uh, in my life for the next few years. It's, it's, to me, it's a, it's a good test for Ohio State to go on the road. But I think TCU are a little – this isn't the old TCU teams. And even the old TCU teams, they're playing in the Mountain West. You mean right? TCU like Max Snacky TCU? Well, not that old. You're thinking like Dr. Trevon Boykin uh, maybe? Trevon Boykin. Even yeah. a little Casey Printers. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton yeah. was actually the one that sort of started putting on the map. 2000 TCU. You're thinking in that area. 2000 yeah. TCU. Back in the well, when was Andy Dalton? What, 2008-ish? No, I think, he, I think he was six? more recent. I think he was more Brainers recent. was there in the mid-2000s. He hasn't been Brainers. in the pros for 10 years, Dalton, has he? I'm hasn't going back ways with Casey Printers, aren't yeah. I? Yeah, here's, a, here's one intriguing statistic. Let's, uh, seriously, I mean, this is mind-boggling. Casey Pahal. Third down conversions for Ohio State through two games. 72%. Wow. And listen, you could say you could say Oregon State and and Rutgers, but those are still Power Five teams. I mean, to me, that's unbelievably impressive. Three fourths of their opportunities on third down, they're converting, and that's why they're averaging sixty four points per game. If you're taking the over, you want to convert on third down. And upset alert, upset alert, Kent State. 
Troy's up nine nothing. Extra point pending uh, on Nebraska. I, 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 I here's the thing about Nebraska. A lot of pressure. You, you, you said it's, it. It's a lot of pressure on Scott Frost to turn it around instantly. Instantly. Well, he doesn't have his quarterback either. No. I think the kids are walk on no, who's starting ne- now. But it's Nebraska. They struggled last year with Arkansas State. They lost that battle. They did not step up against the better teams on their schedule. Had the worst rushing offense and defense in over twenty years. That mm. doesn't happen. In Lincoln, just doesn't. And different type of scheme. So that's the one thing. I mean, I'd be shocked to see if they can hold on. I mean, they're getting 11 and a half. So now the pressure falls on on Birch and that offense now to play for And now out. doesn't Boise State look – I'm not one of these two-plus-two math guys when it comes to matching up teams, but we saw Boise State go into Troy and roll them pretty handily. Now we have a Troy team going into Nebraska up 10 nothing early. Yeah, 10-3 now, Oklahoma up, guys, on uh, Iowa State. Here's the other thing, too. About, 14 nothing Canes. About, about Ohio State and Haskins. I mean, what was his odds at the start of the year? He wasn't in the top 10 guys for Heisman. He's he had to be on the board. I, I would say he, he probably was, started he, he was, about 75-1, yeah. to 1 maybe. No, no, it was no, lower than that. No. He, he, was like, he, was, he was like 15 to 1. But that's still great value. I mean, he's converting... 79% of his passes. Go, let's just give it to Tua right now. Let's uh, be real. If Ohio State can get to the college football playoff, it's going to be because of Haskins. I'm rooting for Will Greer. Let's see what happens with West that Virginia. That game hurts them. That game it is It does hurt. hurt. It does it's hurt his chances. Hurt. It's going to hurt for, at the end of the year, if we do have a, a, a log jam of teams that are going to be there for the, the committee to select. Uh, West Virginia's quality win at a conference is going to come against Tennessee at this point. It would have looked a, a lot better with an ACC opponent, NC State, on their resume. I'm just saying, I, I don't know. Yeah, if there's nothing you can there. do about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll be intriguing. I mean, we'll see how that game plays out. Clemson, fourth and one on Georgia State's one-yard line, 9-11 left in the second as 33-point favorites in that ballgame. That's... Uh, that's not a good effort, a uh, letdown uh, after you lo- win by two points in, in College Station. I know you come out flat, but you got to give it a better effort than that. Speaking of poor efforts, how about Florida State being shut out in the first quarter against Syracuse? Yeah, right. and evidently the offensive line looks every bit as bad as it has in the first two games. I, I mean, mean that, Syracuse guys. That could, like a, that could be a stout defensive a team. dumpster fire waiting to happen at this point. Packard's going to be under a lot of pressure this year. Yeah. This could get ugly fast. We'll see. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, Pump the brakes. Oh, no, I'm, okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not okay. suggesting this is over, but no. listen, it's a bad football team. 20 to 7. Now, Penn State up over Kent State. That's, Gabe, that's... give me the storyline after week three. What do you think the headline's going to be once we get to, uh, we, we wake our sleepy eyes on Sunday morning? What do you think the headline is going to be? Unfortunately, it's going to be the return of Urban Meyer. It's going to be the debate whether this is Nick Saban's best team ever mm. and whether Boise State belongs uh, in the playoffs. I like or not. that. I'm with you on that. I like Boise State as well. And that we could have by the end of the but weekend. Is the schedule tough enough, Rich? Probably not. You know, it's going to depend upon what other teams do. Do we have two SEC so a San powerhouses? Diego State winning tonight would be massive against Arizona. And Utah winning as well, because if you eliminate a Pac 12 contender for the college football playoff, maybe Boise State maybe could fill that void as a perfect record. I think the headlines are LSU is, is legit oh, in yeah. the SEC West. If I'm they on win LSU. Today, People ask at LSU. They, yeah. If they win today and knock off Auburn uh, on the plains, in, we're going to hear about Alabama. 
But we also have to start talking about LSU now with back-to-back dominant wins Interesting. Over, over top 10 opponents. Uh, Miami and Auburn, you're right. That would be that would be a tremendous eight, start. If LSU can get good a point. rolling, I mean, I think it's, it's, Ed, it's a good Eddie, point. Eddie O will be off the hot seat in a big way in that ballgame. What do you think the storyline is after week three? Uh, I, I like the Boise State angle. I really do, because I think they're going to go into Stillwater and walk away with a victory, and I think the country's going to realize that this is a team that is more than just blue turf and fancy offenses. Uh, this is now Brian Harson's team. We're long past the Chris Peterson days, and this is a team that could actually uh, not only contend for a New Year's Six Bowl game, but possibly get into the discussion for the playoff. I think that's going to be the storyline. And then also, uh, you know, Urban Meyer. I mean, if Ohio State can navigate... They should have beaten Oregon State and Rutgers, obviously. But if they get through TCU, get to 3-0 without Urban Meyer, they can exhale and, and start to make a run for another Big Ten title. I'll say negative. Tom Herman, Clay Helton, whoever loses that ball game, yeah. will hear a lot of that. I Interesting. Mean, a lot of pressure on Chip Kelly. Everybody was supposed to. We talked about Mora not being able to. Oh, elevate. way too early, Joe. No, nobody no, but nobody expected three, anything. Owen Free's a real black guy. Yeah, that's it is, but, a black but listen, guy. the number was five and a half. The yeah, number was but, five but, and a but half. People thought Chip but, but, Kelly but, but, was the but, savior to come back. Now, I'm not saying he's he's not going to be, but if he starts 0 and three, people are going to be like 0 and three for Chip Kelly in UCLA. I'm not saying he's going. He's going. I mean, how, how bare is the cupboard that Mora left uh, for Kelly? I, I mean, don't think there's a lot of talent there. Yeah, I really this, this don't. Is, I, I I actually thought there was a little bit more. I guess I I see it. I see a couple of elite players: Caleb Wilson, the tight end; Jalen Phillips at they defensive end. They just, lost Miller at, at that tackle position. Late, Miller, late night yeah. DJN pick for the late night guy since there's no late uh, Hawaii the tonight for the degenerates. In other, in other words, we love the viewers. degenerates. The whole point is that sounds like Florida. Rely on that. Let's not have to rely on that. Doesn't 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 we love the degenerates? Sound like such a Trump statement? <laughs> we are the yeah, well, Hillary. That's what she she calls us the degenerates. <laughs> but Arizona, speaking of underachievers, Arizona, Sumlin, Tate have really struggled out of the gate. I think they take some frustrations out tonight on Southern Utah, lay the 24. Is there a total in that game? Because I would take the total in that game. I mean, if you, uh, Khalil Tate could run all over that defense. If they post a total in that matchup, we'll see how that plays out. I mean, it'd be very intriguing to see uh, if Kevin Sumlin could get his first victory as Arizona head coach. For it. For Rich Sermonello, Gabe Morenci, I'm Joe Lisi. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday. Keep it where it is every weekend, 10 to 1 p.m. Enjoy the games.